Hi, everybody. We're back with the STRU podcast. I am joined by the ever most wonderful Richard Fertig. Um, <laughs> These intros are always changing. Yeah, well, you know, I kind of want to mix it up a little bit. And we're evolving and growing. So the ever wonderful Richard. Ever wonderful. Well, I'm joined or hosted by yes. the ever wonderful Erica. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. Of course. <laughs> Um, so what's going on? How have you been? Well, interesting you should ask. Been busy, as you know. Yes. All too busy. Uh, and a really wonderful thing. Tons of amazing things happening. For those of you that follow the email uh, blast that I send out every Sunday, you're probably more in tune with this. But um, we're finally under contract to sell my family home in New York City, which has been a huge relief and a major uh asset and wonderful just experience right we purchased it in 2007 and then had multi-family people living there and had to go through the process of getting them out which in new york city is no small feat you see in new york city tenants have more rights than the landowners and the building owners so while i paid for it and pay all the taxes the people that actually paid me rent they owned the building they controlled the building so we had to go through that process of getting them out of the building uh, which took some time and a bunch of money um, but that's probably why we were able to purchase the asset right and do the due diligence and do the work and figure out what needs to be done and the timing. And we did all of that really successfully and then um, decided that we actually needed the tenants because I lost my job in that period of time. I was a hedge fund manager, as I think many of you know. And so suddenly I found myself for the first time in my life um, unemployed. And so I was actually quite happy to have the tenants that I was trying to kick out paying rent while I tried to kick them out and you know I ended up giving them a lot of that back if not more in most cases more but that's a different story for a different day nonetheless the point being um, we're under contract it's being sold and so we've started to think about the 1031 replacement properties and what I'm going to be purchasing and all the different investment themes and strategies that I've been teaching not only on the YouTube channel and on the podcast and in the emails and it Nashville Live and Miami Live, like it's happening, it's here. We're putting a bunch of money to work in the next, uh, call it 60 days. And um, really excited to go to California with you next week on a shopping expedition, playing expedition, anniversary, celebration, Valentine's Day, my birthday in uh, deep country, British Columbia. We're going deep, deep off grid, only accessible via helicopter. So. Uh, and then after that, right to New York. So just a ton of amazing things happening, not the least of which was our successful mastermind Yes, that we yes. did. Thank you for your help in putting that together. Absolutely. Everybody came here to Jackson Hole, and we had a blast. Absolutely. So real quick, um, I I have had the pleasure of, of uh, seeing the house in which you just sold, and um my gosh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a more beautiful home. Um, and I know that you had everything to do with that. I mean, every detail and all of the construction. And I mean, your your eye and your work and your care and everything that you put into that, um, you should forever be proud of. Well, thank you Absolutely for acknowledging gorgeous. that. I think... Um for the I period for of me, time, for the right. period of time when it was your family home, um, I can only imagine how 
you know, beautiful the memories were, you know, that you're yeah. taking with you. And was, what an incredible gift that you're giving another family. Yeah, it was absolutely spectacular. You're right. And a ton of uh, hard work and decisions and definitely want to acknowledge um, my ex-wife's contributions to a lot of the absolutely. eyes and so on. Uh, but yeah, it was a miraculous, dreamy family home. Yeah. I mean, very grateful. So few people on the planet have that opportunity. And so I, one that I don't take lightly and I was a very happy steward and champion of the home yeah. and of the community and to your point um, another family is going to enjoy it totally which is an incredible gift yeah lovely family and uh, wish them nothing but the best it's a great house great location yeah yeah so yeah life goes on well, life does go on, um, and we, I mean, still continue to have a tremendous amount to be grateful for, um, and I couldn't be more excited about the trip that we're about to take. You don't say. <laughs> she was doing the little, like, Erica celebration dance last night as I'm pulling up, like, the hotel we're going, we're going back to the Parker, yes. which is just an all-time favorite love um, love so, love you know we're gonna do our absolute best to do it right right and we <laughs> i mean we haven't quite yet but um probably by the time well no by the time this comes out we still will just be shy of making it a year and i mean i'm counting the minutes <laughs> of the days and i'm looking at the podcast calendar and i'm I mean, you know, like the two of us, samey. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah, I believe samey that. or samesy? Sa- samey's. Samey's. Whatever. Yeah. You guys get it. Yeah. But we're yeah, both yeah. mutually aligned and pulling towards that one-year I mean, goal. I mean, it's like, it's there. And it's then, right there. And then the hard work begins. Right. Right? Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be super, super fun. And, um, you well, know. We're, we're also working with a great broker. Um, yeah who has a, an eye for what it is that I'm looking for. I explained I want certain locations, certain architects, certain uh, advantages, looking to be unique. Um, and so we've previewed a bunch of things on the internet and uh, time to go see them in person. Yeah, the just excited about the possibilities, yeah, right? Exactly. So we're going to check fun. out Palm Springs a little bit. We're going to check out Joshua Tree. Um, and that's, you know, all this came about on the way to British Columbia, right? Like that right. date has been set. My 50th birthday has been 50 years in the making. So like we knew right. the date and the time. Right. And a little over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I decided that I wanted to go heli skiing. It's right. super expensive and it's uh, a life bucket list item, kind of like uh, the Great Barrier Reef was this past summer. And so it was like, all right, I got to do this. Right. Um, I anticipated being alone on my 50th birthday. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for the helicopter thing. It's a big splurge, but it'll save me all the money I would have spent on, you know, a big lavish party, which right. to be perfectly honest, in my prior life where I valued or was surrounded by people that valued, say, significance mm-hmm. and being important and VIP and big parties and who was attending and like that sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to redirect the same amount of cash and just put it into my dream and ambition and going heli skiing. Right. And for once, I'm going to celebrate me instead of like amazing. paying for other people to do amazing love things. It. I'm just going to do what I want to do and I'm going to be alone and it's going to be my time and I'll be deep off the grid in the middle of like British Columbia forest and skiing the glades and deep powder and I'll just be in heaven. And then in that period of time, 
you and I met and started dating, and you right. don't even ski. Correct. But the cost of this thing is so <laughs> enormous. <laughs> you might as well and, be going alone. And you're, yeah, you're such a great sport <laughs> that you're just going to come hang out at the lodge yes. and you know do things like read and massage yeah. and work on yourself and working out and I'll totally. go skiing and then we'll reunite. But yeah. the point just being um, things change really quickly in a, in a couple of years. Yeah. I would have been likely having a, had a lavish, extravagant big birthday party surrounded by a lot of friends and colleagues and then decided that that wasn't important to me and I'd rather be alone doing something that was meaningful and outdoors and healthy and growing myself and then in that same time period met you and now you're coming along and so the point in all of this isn't uh, to discuss all these wonderful things that are happening it's more to present to the audience the listening audience or if you're watching us on YouTube Mm -hmm. and you get to see this pretty face that I'm looking at um that things do change yeah. and you have to be prepared and willing and able to take those risks and seek those opportunities and find the good in everything and be grateful for what you have. And next thing you know, life is fantastic, right? Through that struggle, through that adversity, through that uncertainty, through all those things that seem and feel yucky and all the negativity and all that, on the other side is a pot of gold, but you got to keep going. Right. Right, and that's kind of what we taught everybody at the mastermind. So, when why are you tearing up? What's going on? I'm here? just so Friends. glad you were born. <laughs> You're so glad I was born. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you were born. I can't wait to celebrate I your know. day. Well, I can't wait to celebrate you. You know, I'm not a golfer, as you know, but there is a golf saying, I believe, and I'm probably getting this completely wrong. So, any of you golfers, <laughs> call in on the podcast number and tell us. Wow, what this is. is unexpected. But, but you know, I think there's something in golf when you four. Well, there's that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's that. Okay. But there's also, I think, like the back nine. When you round, when you finish the first nine, you come around the back and you do the back nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to do the back 50. There you and go. And as far as I'm concerned, there you, you go. Know, the first 50 were just setting me up for success in the back 50. All these trials, tribulations, lessons, learnings. Pain, suffering, excitement, opportunities, education, colleagues, teammates, businesses. I mean, the list goes on and on. Literally, I view all of that as just what I've learned. And the next 50 years with some more intelligence and patience and faith and grace and determination. Those are the things I keep working on in 2020 and beyond. I am faith. I am grace. I am determined. So using all those first 50 years of of knowledge and uh, lessons and pain and joy and all the wonderful things um, and viewing that literally as just my toolkit for the next 50 years, I just can't even anticipate how marvelous everything will be. And there will be setbacks and there will be pain and suffering and agony and all that, but I know how to get over all that, right? Like I've learned to do right. all that. Right. So the worst is behind yes. and the best is yet to come. That is so true. Right? That is Look at so that smile, true. friends. If, you guys, if you're listening to this and not seeing that smile, go to YouTube, pull over, get out of the car, <laughs> whatever, get the iPad out, and come look at this smile because this will change your life or at least your day. It changes my life. It might change your day. So All right. In any event, what else is happening? So Mastermind. Yes, yes, yes. It was amazing it was amazing it was so um it was just special um i think it was a really fantastic group of people that couldn't have been more different 
um, in so many ways, um, but very, you know, similar. And it was really, really fun for me because I was, I, you know, kind of put it all together and really structured the days that they were here with, um, you know, just activities and um, education time and meals and so on and so forth. And then, um, you know, the welcome gifts and, you know, things like that. But having, you know, putting that effort and that time in, having the vision and then seeing it come into fruition is just, I love that. I really, well, you, I really you absolutely love that. crushed it. You did Thank a great you. job planning it. Uh, you know, you had a lot of really wonderful things to work with, right? Being totally. here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming in winter. Absolutely. This is like many people's dream vacation. Right. right? What like was I really talk about interesting. My list. Totally. This is a bucket list item for right. many. Right. What was really interesting is it was the first time I had ever um, created a, an executive retreat for people that were coming in the winter that didn't ski. There so you go. That was really interesting. That put a different spin on it. It, it made for a different event. Um, so it was, but I think it was incredibly positive. And um, I think they had, you know. Well, we a, know they had a great time. We know they had and a great time. as I just wrote in the Sunday email, which I just finished up, it's coming out shortly. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're not getting Sunday emails, go to our website, oh, www.str.university, so and just give us your email address, and you will get uh, Sunday emails uh, free. I happen to believe that uh, it's the best so education true. and content I put out. Uh, second to the podcast only because we get the <laughs> lovely Erica Bossy. And then you've got the Facebook group with, I don't know, I think we're at 20,000 hosts right now, which is unbelievable, growing really quickly. So awesome. you're out of the Facebook group, go there, and then certainly the YouTube channel. Um, but in any event, go to the email, yeah. get on there, so great good. stuff that's happening. And as I just indicated in the email that I wrote, you know, not only did we have a good time, but we learned an awful lot. Absolutely. And, and, and what we learned, Absolutely. really, the key takeaway from my perspective was uh, I taught everybody the theory, the financial theories, mm -hmm. because they wanted answers. And I didn't want to give answers. Right. I intentionally pushed back. You heard me multiple times. What do I do about this? What do I do about that? And I said, we are going to solve the answer. And so we did the Harkness method where um, people presented Everybody asked questions, answered, offered suggestions and advice. And in the Harkness method, the professor really just guides the discussion, just redirects, gets everybody back on track. And so the actual lesson in all of this was that they themselves could do this. Right. All of the things that they said that they couldn't do or they didn't know or they weren't educated, or they weren't whatever the self-limiting beliefs are. And by the way, no matter how good you are, you have self-limiting beliefs. You could be a billionaire and you still have self-limiting beliefs that you can't do a deal of that size or this or that, right? So like we all have self-limiting beliefs. Um, but the design and intent of the program from my perspective was to get everybody into peak state so that they know what that looks like and what that feels like and to encourage everybody, as Tony Robbins, my, our mentor, says, make all big decisions in peak state. Right. And if you have a really big decision and you're not in peak state, then don't make the big decision. Right. Go get yourself into peak state and I don't care what it is that you do. You know, If you go for a run, you go for a swim, you do yoga, uh, I don't know, you have sex, you go <laughs> skateboarding, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, right. get into peak state mm -hmm. and then go back and revisit that 
question, that challenge, because you will come out the other side with a different answer, totally a different approach, and a different uh, outcome. And like that's what changes lives. And so that's what actually I thought the biggest takeaway from the mastermind was the individuals who came, who yep. had all these self-limiting beliefs, who said they didn't understand, and they couldn't use the calculator, they didn't know what the tool was, they just wanted the answers. By the end of just three, four days, yep. they were making all of the answers. They were proposing solutions to one another and to somebody else. And oftentimes, it's really easy to see the answer in somebody else's problem, but we're too close to our own, and so we don't understand it. Having this group think where everybody was just helpful was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was so And you rad. learned too. I did. Erica. Oh my gosh. I Erica totally did. Erica said that she was going to skip the, one of the education days. I think it was on Sunday. Yeah. And she was going to get ready for dinner and this and that and the other and help us out in a variety of different ways. And I said, no, that's nonsense. You need to come and participate in this and learn and also contribute. And at first she said she didn't really know what to contribute. But wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, this brain in here, even though she may not have had like formal real estate, you know, education, knows an awful lot and was super helpful and like impressed me with her knowledge, impressed herself with the knowledge, impressed the mastermind with her knowledge. And there is the prime example, right? Like we all think so we true. don't know it or why is somebody going to listen to me when in reality, um, I'm just here to, to guide and direct and offer some insight, perhaps uh, some guidance but we can all do this. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's, as you know, an ongoing battle, you know, for me, my internal dialogue can very much at times get the best of me. And, um, and I very much, you know, work to and want to come out, you know, the other side and, um, you know, <laughs> love myself as much as I love others. Um, but I will say, you know, once you, I kind of overcome the obstacle of the self-limiting belief that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have an STR. I don't this, I don't that. What am I going to say? What am I going to, you know, the fear of sounding, um, uneducated, the fear of sounding, you know, unintelligent, you know, so on and so forth. Um, it was, it was incredible. It was a huge gift. It was, and it really, what was so, what was so great was that of all the super fun things that we did when, you know, at the end of kind of the trip, as we were wrapping up, it was like, what were your, you know, favorite moments? So many of the participants said their favorite moment was the education and how much they took away from that and how eye-opening that was and, you know, the tools that it strengthened and provided. And, um, and, and, and then, you know, knowing how they put it to work. It's just, it's, it's awesome. And it just shows the incredible value of it. And, um, and I'm super, super grateful to be with somebody that pushes me outside of my comfort zone and sees the value in me and my thoughts, and my words, and, um, you know, my, my different intelligence. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's awesome. And I'm just super, super grateful to have been a witness to, to you, to those, you know, that attended. Um, I mean, it was, ju there just, there are no words. It I mean, just amazing. thinking about it now, it was just it was you so know, there's, great. There's things that you do in life where yeah. you look back and say, 
that was big. I didn't realize how big it was at the time, but you look back on it. And I think hosting people in our home, at our private clubs, in our community, at our restaurants, introducing them to friends, introducing them to our lifestyle, hanging out with our dogs, bringing them in our car. Like literally, we lived with them 24-7 for four days and got to know them remarkably well. And they're incredible individuals with incredible spirit and a lot of dedication and devotion. And they want to do what's right, uh, not only for themselves, but for their family and their children. And Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's a privilege to be thought of as as a guide and mentor and the most important thing i can do is encourage support stimulate um and help them succeed right because i say this time and time again this is all path dependent you can't go out and have 17 bad strs and think you're going to be a successful short-term rental host or entrepreneur you're just Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. so if you got the first one right and then you stumbled on the second and maybe stumbled a little bit on the third that's okay. We can unwind the second and third. And in fact, I wrote right. about this in my email. Every single one of the attendees was at the same time growing and shrinking. Right. Everybody was exiting one thing and entering something else. And totally so like, true. that's what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur and short-term rental host is to acknowledge for a moment and give yourself the grace and self-love that says, okay, I might've made a mistake or stubbed my toe, right. but the race goes on and I'm going to continue. Um, and so I think that, uh, the personal growth and development when individuals also acknowledge that. They might be doing that, but not stopping to acknowledge that. Right. And so, so much of what we do is spend time on acknowledging, acknowledging self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and overcoming them, acknowledging things that we should be grateful for because we also acknowledge that we were fearful. Mm-hmm. And you can't be both fearful and grateful at the same time. And so instead <laughs> right. of having fear, we focused on gratitude. And then we went and got into peak um, physical condition, mental condition, deep breathing, outdoor exercise in the wilderness. We saw elk. We saw moose. We saw you know incredible wildlife. Oh, we were really? surrounded with the dogs in this unbelievable paradise. And it's really hard to let fear overcome in that right. point, right? Because so you're true. in peak performance. It's all great. And then you sit down and say, oh, well, I can't understand this. And then you pause and reflect. And you're like, I actually can. Right. Right. Like, of course I can. Right. And what was really um, what was really neat, uh, such a lame word, but we'll run with it. How about Nito? <laughs> burrito. <laughs> oh, burrito. <laughs> she had tacos yesterday, so it's still on her mind. For the win. Um, what was actually also very I'm going to actually what was also very endearing was how um, it was shared with me the time spent with us very much humanized us. Mm. They felt a, a much, much more of a connection seeing just us in our space, in our lives, in our days, um, the way that you and I interact you know, with each other. Um, to that end, I thought it was hilarious because they've seen many of the videos, right? right? And they're like, oh, this is the club and this is the house <laughs> and this is the loft and here are the dogs. And so like they're right. seeing things that resonate with them to right. us it's just ordinary life but the right. best part is where we're actually filming this podcast which is this little made-up <laughs> loft that you know i don't know what it's supposed to be probably nothing but my steel worker guy was like hey what are you going to do up there and he built us a ladder and now we're up here and they just love the fact that w- totally we've got this like nine dollar and 99 cent plastic table from staples it was the biggest and, and hit like of that, anything right, right you know i've got like right. some really nice art over there and some collectibles <laughs> and some things that have like real value and personal meaning to me 
me. But the thing that resonated with them was like, wow, he's a real guy. He's got a $10 folding collapsible table, and that's his podcast office. Right. And like, yeah. Totally. You make do with what you got. I don't have a ton of space here. This isn't a wonderful, like, podcast-designed loft space with insane, you know, antiques or anything right. it does have a great view that charles happened to cover up of sun king so like i can't even see right. that but right. otherwise it's right. like completely ghetto you know <laughs> this is like podcasting on a budget Listen, exactly but charles did a great job with what he had to work with yeah no and that's my point and, he had and a, but to he them did an awesome job to the attendees to they were just like Oh my Holy gosh. smokes! Right. I thought you guys would have like a unbelievable like right. you know, broadcast studio right. or sitting I don't on know. plush couches with your feet up. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're rocking the Staples table. Right. We got like rechargeable batteries everywhere. Yeah, these lights keep distracting me. I'm not sure oh. they're supposed to be flashing like oh. you have the setting. Okay, so we'll wonder what this video will look like. But we're learning, friends. We're learning. In any this event, is my this is what this is your second. Yes. Well, solo effort. <laughs> And I'm hopeful that it's your second solo effort, but your first successful effort. Because the first time we did this, you and I had a really nice conversation with these headsets on. Everything was rolling. Yeah. Only nobody, nobody else got, got to, to listen it. to right. it. Right. Yeah. Hopefully this time. Right. See, the bossy learns. I know. She's doing mic checks and she's got <laughs> headsets. and Exactly. Wonderful. I know. Bravo. Yes. Yes. Well, Charles taught me well. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move to so, the news? Yes. Yes. And what is on your mind? <laughs> so um, an article came out today posing the question, has Airbnb grown a conscience? Hmm. Um, and basically just the article addresses, you know, some of the concerns I think that we've all heard, you know, from Airbnb or excuse me, from people that live in communities where Airbnb is allowed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, how that's going to affect real estate, how that'll affect rent, how that affects, you know, so on and so forth. And so um, one of the things that, you know, Airbnb came out with is a very public statement saying that, um, you know, their commitment is to make sure that Airbnb does in fact um, have a positive impact. And um, among other steps, they are going to, they said that they're going to put $150 million to safety measures, host a stakeholder day to hear from the public, offer $100 million to local initiatives over the next 10 years. So it basically, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty lengthy, you know, article, but I think the main takeaway is that, um, you know, Airbnb is, is really, Listening to the critics, listening to, you know, people and their concerns and wanting to address them. Um, but obviously, I'm very curious what your thoughts are. Well, look, I think it's uh, it's the right things to do. Uh, I'm always a little bit dubious when the right things to do happen right before a company goes public. And then that raises like my uh, antenna and says, well, why weren't they doing this before they decided to go public and raise all of this money. Mm-hmm. But let's just assume that their uh, intent is proper and the timing is just a coincidence. I think it's the right thing to do. I think that the single largest thing that Airbnb faces is not a demand issue from consumers. Consumers have voted. Consumers love to travel and stay at Airbnbs, whether it's for work, business, pleasure, new lifestyle, nomadic 
you know, being a digital nomad. So there's a lot of things that Airbnb has captured correctly in the way that our human travel desires have evolved. But what they have not done so well, and they're addressing it now, is to focus on sort of being good neighbors and enhancing the community and working nicely with the politicians and so on. Um, <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. It's okay. And so I think that uh, I applaud the steps. I don't think that there's enough money that they could throw at these situations. I mean, it's a big problem. It's a global problem. There's a lot of communities that don't like Airbnb and don't like, actually, it's not even true. What they don't like are bad Airbnb guests. Sure. So if everybody was a better host and guests were better and we just raised the bar, we could all play really nicely in the same community, in the same sandbox, and everybody would thrive. The challenge is that there's a lot of hosts that don't really know what they're doing or are cutting corners. And you shared with me another article that you read about, about hosts that are you know, lying and cheating and manipulating and putting people in you know, terrible places and their vacations are, you know, like, yeah. so, so there's a lot of hosts that, you know, really should be ashamed uh, embarrassed and they're giving Airbnb a bad name. And also there's a lot of guests that use Airbnbs right. in ways to uh, advantage themselves, like throw huge parties. You can't really do that at a hotel. Security will come up. There's neighbors. So Airbnbs, um, by definition of allowing us to have this new flexibility, this new independence, uh, has rewarded us with wonderful opportunities. But also, as you might imagine, there's some you know bad eggs in every community that will just take advantage of the situations and give everybody a bad name. So, you know, I kind of think the lesson here for hosts is very important, which is to be a good host. Right. And another lesson for hosts through this article is do the right thing in real time. Don't wait until you have a problem. So what, what do I mean by that? If you know that there's a drafty window or a broken you know, leaking faucet or something that you can sort of deal with and it's not a big deal for you and nobody's complained, but yet you're aware of it. Don't wait until you get that like one or two star review and then fix it. Right. Like you're aware of it. Right. Fix it in advance. And that's sort of what I'm taking uh, objection to with Airbnb is that they've known this is a major problem. I believe you know, if I wanted to be cynical, mm -hmm. that the reason that they're throwing all this money there now and coming out with these articles and doing this right now is because later this year in 2020, they want to go public. And so they want to have a stellar reputation and raise as much money right. and be in good standing and so on. And so what do they do? They hire PR people, which, by the way, is a standard play. This isn't aimed at Airbnb. This is against any company that's going public. They're going to go and clean everything up. That's just what they do. All I'm suggesting for us hosts are let's clean up in advance of a bad review. Let's clean up in advance of a bad situation. Let's just be our best selves every day in real time so that we avoid the reviews, right? Like preventative maintenance as opposed to repair, damage control. Awesome. What do you think? I... <sighs> You know, actually, you know, I, well, I do agree with you. I think that, um, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> when a relationship or a friendship, you know, um, is, you know, 
struggling or damage has been done um, and, you know, you're trying to, you know, salvage it, fix it, you know, and so you're going through all of these, you know, measures with, I don't know, flowers, cards, apologies, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, whereas if you had just um, cared for and, you know, maintained and fed and grown and, um, you know, taken greater care of the relationship just on a daily basis. Um, then you wouldn't have to fix it. Right. Right. Wouldn't be broken. There's no damage. There's no damage to repair. Um, so it's, uh, or, you know, if, you know, if there is something, it's like a little owie as opposed to anything that's going to leave a scar. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree. I think that in so many ways, um, being proactive versus reactive is, is really the only way to go. Totally. And you know, that's far less work. Yeah, far less work, right? Far less work and far less like finger pointing. And even me just saying like cynically, like, oh, I wonder if they're doing it because of this. Mm-hmm. That's negative energy. I should be uh, just applauding the fact that they're spending $150 million on community affairs and this and that and the other. But just the timing of it right. leads me to question it, which right. then leads them to be on their heels and it's not quite as successful. And you better believe the communities that are not happy with Airbnb, this is too late. They're already right. unhappy. Right. Right. If they had spent $150 million when they They've were happy and celebrating. And, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, the 4th of July parade is is sponsored by Airbnb and we've given all of the Boy Scouts and the church groups and this and that, you know, whatever, uh, free lunch and a, a ride or whatever. Right then the community would feel differently and they might welcome them and they might do whatever. But now they've had bad experiences, negative things, and somebody had a party and somebody got shot. Somebody did this and all these things that happen in homes all across the world having nothing to do with Airbnb, right? Like the fact that it's in an Airbnb isn't really relevant. It's just an easy new thing mm-hmm. to point out. And we're all really scared of new things. We like right. continuity. We like certainty. We like things the same, right? So, all I'm saying is as hosts as, and entrepreneurs and as people and people in relationships and everything else, mm-hmm. let's just be forward thinking and proactive and be our best selves and do the best work we can. And right. we're still human and we'll have mistakes and totally. ouchies and boo-boos and so on, but we're doing our best. Right. And that's a very different way than just going hard, expecting there to be some fallout and then throwing money at the problem, hiring PR right. people writing in your Airbnb host review of the guest, all the reasons why they were wrong. And like, let's just not get defensive. Let's not even go there. Just fix the problem before it exists. Right. Never have the problem. Absolutely. So I truly celebrate and and congratulate those hosts that are already doing that. Exactly. Well done. All right. And now. And now let's go to the Q&A. One of our favorite sessions where hosts and entrepreneurs just like you Call in and ask Eric and I anything. It could be short-term, uh, you know, rental-related. It could be personal. It could be anything at all. But we definitely want to hear from you. Yes. So much so that I'm going to take the opportunity here and ask you to pull over on the side of the road, break out your iPhone or pen and paper, and write this number down because we don't have as many questions as we would like yes. to make this as interactive and as useful and as Right. Growing individuals as possible. So pull over, pen out, or Siri, write this number down, whatever it is, 206-900-8189. 
I'm going to say it again. And Erica, what you're doing over here, for those of you who are watching, I, you know, I'm not sure if it's helpful or I don't know. I'll stop. It, no, let's do it again. Ready? Okay. So 206-900-8189. 206. 206. 900. 900. 81. 81. 89. And you have a future in this. I, I mean, really, really, I mean. Nailed it. Nailed that it. Was a little okay, so down. let's go ahead into the question. Yes. Hi, Erica, Richard. Uh, my question uh, is regarding when you purchase a property or take interest in it, what would you expect for a dollar in, dollar out return over like a one year period, five year period? Would you say, all right, if I spend a million on the place? Am I expecting to get back $200,000 a year for $50,000? That type deal, like 15% a year, 20% uh, type deal. Just minus other financing, let's just assume cash. You know, people get creative however they want after that. Fine. But I uh, appreciate your input. Uh, thanks for your time. Appreciate all your hard work. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Okay, so the question is, um, in the short-term rental space, what kind of return should an investor expect yes based on buying an airbnb yes right and i think that's a great question that could take days weeks and months to really dissect in fact we spent multiple days in uh, nashville live multiple days in miami live i actually filmed the course on how to identify and purchase the right airbnb locations which we'll be releasing to you guys soon um yeah you know like Super cool. The marketing and the sales of this stuff isn't really my jam. I much prefer to create the content and then I let it sit on the shelves. And anyway, so it's ready to go. We just have to hit, you know, launch. But to answer your question, uh, that's an impossible question to answer. There's so many different specifics, namely the geography and then also what it is that you're buying the short-term rental for. So I can share with you geographies where you will see returns in the high teens, low 20s, even 30 and 40% we're seeing today. Uh, I'm in the process, as I indicated at the earlier part of the, the start of this um, podcast, I'm putting the uh, a lot of money to work in a short period of time, predominantly in the short-term rental space. So I've looked at almost all geographies in the United States uh, because it's a 1031 exchange. And so I'm limited to reinvesting only in the U.S. So consequently, I've looked at a lot of properties that are generating insanely attractive returns, 20 plus percent, um, but they may not be congruent with my why. And so therefore, I'm also looking at more what I call where I am in the journey, um, lifestyle assets, assets where you and I would want to spend some time or spend some time with my family or own a place there and use it in the future. Um, so it's a little bit more connected to uh, us personally. And because it's connected to us personally, I'm also willing to accept right. a lower return. Right. Right. It has deeper meaning. So using your father as an example, he really wanted to have his uh, short-term rental near Lake Tahoe where he could host all of you. And when we went through the process, he said he had a budget that he, he would be happy to pay. And if the Airbnb could just like supplement it or make it less right. expensive or do whatever, like that was good enough for him. Right. So you can't compare what your dad was looking for in his why, in his backyard, in say Lake Tahoe with what I would call say like a cash engine near some convention center in the middle of whatever, Iowa, right? Like right. your dad wouldn't be happy owning that right. cash engine in Iowa. Right. And the person who wants that cash engine in Iowa really wouldn't be happy paying every single month 
potentially for your dad's, you know, lake house. Right. So uh, it's a very difficult question to answer. There's no right answer. What I would say is that almost everything you seek is available. Uh, you just have to learn how to search properly and do the due diligence. Again, this course is extremely helpful in that. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I've been doing a lot of uh, deal analysis. People are coming yeah. to me and saying, I've got this deal or that deal. Which do you think is a better one? And we walk right. through all of that. I have people saying, I'm thinking about entering into this deal and developing this, and here's what the zoning looks like. And so um, people are craft are creating their own outcome, becoming market, uh, you know, creating the market as opposed to being market takers. Um, and so I wish I had a really good answer for you, but what I can tell you definitively is the rate of return that we're seeing consistently is somewhere between two and three times the long-term rental. So if you're looking at a community in Lake Tahoe or if you're looking at a community in Iowa, to use the same examples, mm -hmm. and the average rent per month is, say, $1,000 to keep the math easy, on Airbnb today, when done properly, we're seeing uh, returns that are two and three times that, which would equate to, in this very simple math, 2000 a month to 3000 a month versus a long-term 12-month lease of 1000 a month. And that continues to be happening today, although there is far more competition and it's getting harder and we have to differentiate and we have to be better hosts. And so just listening to this podcast and watching the YouTube videos and participating in the Facebook group, you're already differentiating yourself. You have a much stronger leg to stand on than all the competitors in your area that are not right. doing it. And even though we're growing really quickly and we have an unbelievable community of, I don't know, 35, 40,000 YouTube, 20,000 on Facebook, I don't know how many are on the podcast, right. um, thousands on the emails, and you know we're growing really quickly and we're really touching and helping a lot of people. It's a small fraction relative to the you know, millions of right. listings that Airbnb has. Right. Right? So, like, keep doing what you're doing. You're investing in yourself. You're investing in your future. You will be harvesting those rewards when the seeds that you plant now come forward. But it does require work and discipline and dedication and devotion. And listening to an hour of a podcast is not a waste of your time. It's actually really helpful. Um, and so the only way that I can say it, because I literally think it's this broad, is you know, tell me what does a perfect wife or mate or partner look like? It's impossible. They could be short. They could be tall. They could be skinny. They could be broad. They could be, you know, all different colors and different color eyes. There is no right, right? Like it's very personal decision. And I would say finding your dream short-term rental that's going to satisfy all of your why and provide that income will dictate the location, and then the location has competition. And so the rate of return is uh, a byproduct of all of the different things that you stack into that analysis, and I can generate any return you want. If you tell me you want you know, 30 40% returns, I can find that for you, no problem. If you tell me you want 3% returns, total safety, and you want to use it occasionally, I can find that, no problem either. Right. Um, just like we can find happiness and joy with a variety of different friends, mates, partners, spouses, business partners. I mean, it's just a relationship. It's how you present yourself uh, that dictates the outcome. It's not dependent on, well, I just ran into this person. And it was a terrible relationship. Well, no. I mean, you have a role to play in that too. So right. selecting the right location, consistent 
with your why, and your why could be purely financial. I'll steer you in a different direction. Right. If your why is more lifestyle, I'll steer you in a different direction. Uh, if you have really high risk tolerance, we'll take more risk. We'll put more leverage on there. If you have really low risk tolerance, you take less risk. You have less exposure. So my point is just this, and I hate to be vague. It's not one answer. It's a spectrum of answers, and the work that we must do together is find the right dot in that spectrum that meets all of your needs, consistent with your why, motivates you, excites you, provides for what it is that you try to do in life, and it's available. Awesome. What do you think? I think it's I think it's great, and I mean I've been a witness to a couple of the one on ones, and I can't speak highly enough for just how transformational they've been, how positive they've been. And then the people that are coming back, you know, and rebooking it's, um, it's awesome. It's really, really awesome. So, um, I would highly encourage, you know, people to, to schedule those because I mean, that's just concentrated time one-on-one with you. What I would say is the following, if I could just correct one thing that you said, I wouldn't encourage people to schedule the Mm one-on-one. But I bet you there's people that are listening to this mm-hmm. who've been curious about it and want to kind of go and think about it. And maybe they even know that it's a lot of money and they're like, oh, it's expensive or whatever. Right. If you're on the edge of your seat and this sort of speaks to you or resonates to you, take the leap of faith. Right. I guarantee you it'll be worth your money. Absolutely. If it doesn't speak to you at all, then you don't need it. You right. know, like I, I, I don't, I'm not interested in spending my time <laughs> for your money. Right. But if you've got that, like... I don't know, when I'm speaking right now, if you feel something in your heart or in your chest or in your tummy, you've got like butterflies or something, you're like, you know, I think that would really move the needle. Do it. I guarantee it does move the needle. Right. So I just wanted to correct that because this isn't a general solicitation. In fact, I don't even, I don't even want to calendar this stuff on on the one-on-ones only because I really enjoy (laughs) the flexibility (laughs) of our life. And, you know, we decided to go to California before heli skiing. We were going to go to San Francisco. We just decided to do that for Valentine's Day and spend some time together. And then we decided to cancel that. We just did it last night. Right. Now we're going to Palm Springs. We added a day. We got the dogs picked up early. We're going to Palm Springs. We're going to mm-hmm. go to Joshua Tree. We're doing all sorts of things. And I love that about the life that I designed because I'm not beholden to anybody's schedule calendar or anything else. And so the right. one-on-ones, as much as I enjoy them and appreciate them and change lives, um, we do limit the number of we slots do. because I'm not looking for a job. Right. I'm looking to help people that want to be helped. Right. Which All is right. awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Ferding. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. Ms. Bossy, keep crushing it as you <laughs> always do. And friends, yes. um, really appreciate your time and uh, your attention. Right. It's amazing. We really, really do. So thank you very much. It's a beautiful bluebird day here in sunny Wyoming. We have about 36 hours. Our decorators are here from the Outer Banks. They're on the slopes. We've got, I don't know, a little, I'm going to ski a couple of hours, meet with them, talk about the Outer Banks, talk about renovating the place here in uh, Wyoming, the building I sit on the board here. So we've got a lot of stuff happening on this sleepy Sunday in this small little town. And then tomorrow's our last day. knee doctor for me get my knee in shape for the heli skiing a little dental you know preventative maintenance as we talked yeah. about Keep the smile the pearly smile look at that preventative maintenance on the dentist and then tuesday we're off to palm springs yeah parker hotel convertible Vamanos best Lamu Chacha. the best restaurants <laughs> that we love we're excited working with the great broker That's it's right. just all peak everything all the time friends thank you so much 
really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you killed it, bossy Thank lady. you. Thank you. And happy Valentine's Day. Exactly. And again. And happy birthday, heartache on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. There you go. Heartache's birthday is Valentine's Day. And you see the hand? She got so excited. <laughs> I'm going to remind you, call in on the podcast. We need more great questions like the one that we answered today, 206-900-8189. Email me if you want that course released to you earlier. If you're in the process of buying a decision or making a decision about where to buy, this would be really helpful. And uh, we'll include the link, I suppose, on the one-on-one. So if that spoke to you, these are all investments in yourself and ways to grow your business, yourself, your opportunity set, change your life forever. And I'd be happy and delighted to help with the lovely Ms. Bossy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.